Brian Breaker. You're a little whiny baby. Bane. Don't assume my gender. Friend since the seventh grade. Yeah. You're just a bitch with his phone. F*** you. Well, sort of. One professional wrestler and one rapper get together to talk movies, comics, video games, pro wrestling, and anything that makes you say, WTF. Let's not talk about Bane's ooze. Harry Potter erotica. Awesome in theory. Kind of a mess in practice. This is Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. Oh, yeah. Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Boy. Grab a monster, crack it open, let's go It's time that we start the show, no hesitation, oh no The most energetic podcast of all of the podcasts So when you listen to the show, you know that it kicks ass So when I smash on these cowards like Mario did the Bowser With the best thing you've encountered since suspenders on trousers To all the haters, say howdy, make a believer from doubters Put in the stake in the shower, break up and bitch, power, power Yeah, hello, uh, hello, hello Hello, hello Welcome to the show, uh, yeah, hello, 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 welcome to the show. Ladies and gentlemen, we are Rolling Sound, it's episode 388 of Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. Greetings from Florida. Yeah, not from me, I'm still an old T-O-K. Well then how am I in Florida and you're in Tulsa? No, so, uh, yeah, this is going to be uh, the the accustomed, what we used to call the BS episode, right? The official, uh, we do one of these pretty much once a year, and this is the uh, 2021 edition. The 2021 edition of <laughs> bullshit. Yeah. So, uh, basically, I'm going on vacation to, uh, to Orlando, Florida for about 10 days next yeah. week, and uh, so this will air while I'm gone, and so instead of trying to uh, hassle of trying to record... While I'm gone and Wi-Fi and all that stuff, it's just and and I'm the t- I want to make sure we have something out there. Right. I want to have the content out there because I know that kind of sucks to not have it there when that's. I mean, I guess I don't see anyone being like, "What the hell? Where's your show?" Go? You know, I mean, it is what it is. But right. for my own personal thought, I don't want to not have a show. I get it. Um, we're definitely gonna have. Uh, you know, it's fake, right? We'll still air when it's supposed to. I'm gonna record mm-hmm. all those interviews are already recorded and good to go. So I'll just record my opens and closes early, so nothing will really change for you guys. But we just want to record this ahead of time. Now, where this is different than any other show is our shows are topical. Yes. So without topics, that's kind of where the BS part of the episode comes in. Yeah, we really have to have to rack our brains to think yes, yes we do here and yes we uh, do it's rough it is a little rough it's a little rough ski but uh i think i think we'll make it happen yeah we're 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 not the brightest bulbs in the old lamps you know it uh it's a struggle sometimes to keep the lights on here the hell are you talking about <laughs> i don't know i do i've been around bill Venus way too you long you definitely have good god that guy sucks <laughs> well um so, I mean, we're going to try to hit wrestling talk and movie talk and all that stuff, but just kind of make it uh, whatever. So yeah, yeah. That, should be, that should be fun. So I guess it's uh, probably as good a time as any to dive into a little bit of wrestling talk here. What do you well, say? Let's do it. Well, here I am again, talking a little pro wrestling while Breaker and Bay take a little break, cracking them, buying energies. Well, listen to me, you two sons of bitches. Get ready to talk wrestling. Stone cold out. Oh, hell yeah. 
Thanks, Stone Cold. Shout out to Stone Cold. Big underscore Bane. Uh, wrestling 2021. It's a different time, obviously. Um, I think our fandom has waned a little bit, maybe. like mm-hmm. It's not as big as it used to be. But I've kind of had an idea. I've, I kind of want to go back and watch like some old pay-per-views again. Do you ever get that itch of like wanting to watch older stuff? You know, I do, but then when when I do turn them on, I'm on my phone. Yeah, like, background noise. Yeah, and it's it's not that I just when when I say I want to go back and watch old pay per views, it's usually just like the main event guys I want to watch. Yeah. It's never you know like I, I think of uh, you know the the early two thousands late nineties when I try to watch that stuff. I'm not trying to watch a Midian match. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> How dare you? Like I don't care about that. You yeah. know I. I I just want to watch Stone Cold versus The Rock. I just want to watch Stone Cold versus Triple H. You want to see you clips, know? maybe? Right. I like. I, I don't. I don't really care about you know any of the any of the mid card to lower tier guys. I just I want to see the big stuff. So if you were to get on Peacock now and watch something, what would be your go to? Like, what would be something you'd be like, "Ooh, I'll, let's check that out." Because uh, I actually this will this is kind of topical. The Lex Luger. Icons is that available yet? It's supposed to be. It should be as as of this recording, like July fourth. I think okay. it's going to be available. Okay, and obviously, you know, we're recording this ahead of that. But like, I, I, that's probably something I will watch. Yeah. I do like a lot of the Broken Skull sessions. Those are fun. Um, there's actually one with with the Godfather. I'm really interested in. That's that's good. I haven't watched it yet. Do they touch on the fact that he's basically a pimp right now, or did he retire from that too? Um, because he he had that uh. He had that one place where it was like essentially like prostitutes. Like cheetahs or whatever. Yeah. Like a, it was like an escort service type of thing. Yeah. And it's like they I think basically they, a pimp. I think they they touch on the fact that he's really big into cannabis. Okay. Now that obviously that being more legal now, I don't think it's like it's not a big deal. It's not a big deal, but I that's not something they would have touched on before. Right. They would have never been like Right. Like, yeah, and I'm like, sure he's always been big in the cannabis. Uh, he used to say, "Roll, roll that blunt up." I right. mean, you know, like right. obviously. So yeah, but that's not not something they touched on before. But um, I, I don't remember if they they didn't really talk about that. They he did say his wife kind of told him to be because when he thought of being a pimp, he thought about being like kind of dirty and right. rough. His wife kind of told him the idea of being like fun loving, and dude, which, that's such a smart idea. And that's kind of what he credited her for. Like, she was the one to be, like, you know, dancing and, you know, like. Because if he would have been out there, like. Like, use your real personality, but be a pimp. If he would have been out there, like, pimp slapping hoes and stuff, like, dude, that gimmick wouldn't have lasted. Right. It would have been been rough even then. Yeah. And so the fact that, like, he, he was like, yeah, that's a good idea and decided to be happy and be fun, like. Because some of my most memorable memorable times were, like, where he was supposed to have a match. And he was like, no, we can fight. Or you can take one of these girls home. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. that was like to me one of the funnest things. Oh yeah, because I was like, what are they going to do? Right, what are, are they, they going to yeah. do? Are they going to pick the girl? Are they going to pick the girl? Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, and it was it was that. Yeah, I mean, it was a it was a very edgy character. Even of course, then, yeah, but, yeah. But definitely, yeah, he definitely made it work. Right. I think you know, but they they did touch on the uh, the potential ninety seven Papa Shango. Did they? And I guess he said Jerry Lawler actually painted the face paint for that. I did. I knew that. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess it was all the way down to like he's about to debut, and they're like, "Yeah, you're going to be Kamu Mustafa. You're joining the nation." And it's just like, uh. which to be fair, without Kamu Mustafa, we wouldn't have had the Godfather. True, but man, I would have loved that run as the edgy Papa Shango. 
Yeah. Um, Why are there flies in here? <laughs> I know. It sucks. But well, you're the one that had to go outside and vape, damn it. <laughs> it's like like that, uh, you remember that uh, talking head with Angela? <laughs> She's got that fly. She's like, There's flies in here. Yeah. Why are there flies in here? Yeah. Uh, kind of gross. My mom's cat caught a fly the other day and ate it. Yummy. Yeah. I was like, that's really Yoko nasty. used to do that a lot. Yeah, it's just like, it's yeah. impressive that you can do that, but that's really gross. Yeah. Yeah. Like a, a fly's not going to go far for Yoko. He's a yeah. big old boy. He just does it for fun. Yeah. It's like, he's like, hmm, got a fly. Yummy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, well, one thing too, I was going to touch on like, and I don't know if they would do this, but I think Mattel should do a, Godfather, or I'm sorry, a Papa Shango figure based off the 97 attire, even yeah. though that never happened. Like, yeah, you would probably, you're not a big collector, you'd probably buy that. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I have a Papa Shango in my, my collection, but yeah, if they did one with that attire, for sure. Yeah, I think that would be really fun. I would also like to see them, but then bringing back the retro line, he'd be a really fun guy to put in there. And he'd actually really work with the Masters of the Universe line as well, too. Oh, yeah, big time. I think it's, it's a really good character. It's a shame it didn't last any longer than it did. I know. And, you know, and I think of now with a, with Alexa Bliss and, like, The Fiend, and, and I know he's not who he used to be as far as, like, how he looks and things like that, but I'd still love to see Papa Shango come back. Sure. You know, I'm all about a Papa Shango run right now. Uh, dude, I'm all about Papa Shango. Yeah, love love Papa Shango. Always been a fan. I don't know if you saw this, but speaking of, we were talking about Lex Luger earlier. They released a uh, Lex Luger U.S. Express shirt on Homage. Okay. Looked really cool. I was like, yeah, that's awesome. I'm Is not it? like a big Lex Luger fan, but. Not either. But I, like, I'm that, a total package Lex Luger fan, honestly. Yeah, but I, I do. Uh, made in the USA, bro. Like, he buys Slam Yoko soon. I think everybody was excited. That, that was cool, but like, I just, I don't know. I, I just really like the total package version of Lex sure. I don't know why. I just, I've always liked him better as the total. I think it's the, you know, I know it was a weird detail, but like, I think it's like the hair, how much longer his hair was then. And like just the black trunks versus the American trunks that went yeah. all the way up to his belly button. Yeah. Like I just, he looked better as the total package. I think. No, I agree. But I don't know. And but, then he, then he had the torture rack instead of the freaking bionic elbow or whatever it was. The torture rack never looked painful to me. But there was something about that. That move is awesome. Yes. You know, yes. like like you pick up a guy on your back and like crunch him down. And it's just like, that's that's fun. You yeah. Know? And like not many people could pull that off. So well, it's it, it's more of a strength feat than anything else because yes. you're holding that guy for a while up there. Yeah. I don't know. It was, it's such a weird move. But I'm surprised WWE never did that because I, it made. I mean, I get the forearm thing made sense because it's like, oh, he's bionic or whatever. Right. But yeah, come on. Yeah. Kind of weird. But. Um, as far as going back to like watch old wrestling, would there be something on there that like, have you ever, and I, I don't, I feel like you're not probably as nostalgic as I am, but like, I've wanted to like go back and watch some old SummerSlam and Survivor Series. No, I have done that. Yeah. I've done that before. And actually like, I still have the entire, up to a certain year, I still have the entire collection of Survivor Series on DVD. Oh really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. Um, just because it was like fun for me to go back and watch that was pre-network. Sure. But, um. Yeah, they could never sell something like that now. Right, and and I remember wanting that for years. Yeah, like well, box sets, and they but, never did it, and they finally did it. And I'm like, oh man, that's so cool. Yeah, and I think I got mine at a discounted rate, which is why I got it. Sure, but like it was, um, it was fun. But then you realize, like early Survivor Series were kind of dumb because it was just random guys paired together for no reason. Yeah, well, I think to me, early on, it was it, it, like I remember I was listening to a podcast, and they were talking about one of the like they all had names. Like Rude's Brood and Rowdy's yeah. Roddy's or 
Which I kind of liked that Ronnie's idea. Rowdies. Yeah, I mean, like, that's fun, but it's, like, it's so ridiculous. Yeah. Like, now, I think if they were to... And I know now it's more focused on the brand extension and things like that, but, like, I think of... And, and I know, that's why it's not as fun to me. I... I don't necessarily mind that. My issue is is SmackDown never wins. Yeah. Like it's always Raw that wins. And it's, it's like a flagship. I get it, but like, come on. When you got like your top guys are on SmackDown, I mean, like right now, like when I think of November rolling around and they do Survivor Series, Roman Reigns is on SmackDown. Yeah. Is he really gonna lose out? You know what I mean? Like, is he really gonna do a champion versus champion no matter who it is? Is he going to lose out to uh, Bobby Lashley, or is he going to lose out to Drew? Probably not. My thing on on that is them doing the brand superiority thing. It's like once is fine, but you do that every year. It's not. It's not that exciting to me. And I that's I, the problem I have. I totally get your your thoughts and your opinions on that. I look at it as like, and I think the difference is there's not more brands. Yes. Like and they switch so often. They well, and the switching doesn't bother me because I, I I look at it and I know you I know you don't look at it like this. I look at it look at it as the same with NFL. They do trades, they do drafts, yeah. things like that. So it does constantly evolve. But I think if it was like, let's just make up some bullshit right now and say AEW is part of it too. If it was like. Or I mean, they could, they did NXT one year. That was I thought right. Fun. But like, let's say they got like these four brands together. And then the final two brands meet up at the pay per view. Sure, you know, and maybe SmackDown isn't even a part of it. Maybe it's AEW and Raw. You know, yeah. I mean, like, or maybe it's NXT and Raw. And well, I saw recently, and I don't think you follow MLW too much, but I saw that they did like a draft where they were like literally drafting guys from the independents. Yeah, I'm like, that's fun. But to me, like that, that's kind of a fun idea because you're like, if NXT did a draft and like legitimately they drafted guys like, like, oh, holy crap, yeah. they're drafting this guy. Like he's not even under a contract. That's a fun get people talking situation. But right. this, I'm just like, okay, I, I don't know. Like it's weird to me when like one year Samoa Joe was on Team Raw in the Survivor Series, the very next year he's on Team SmackDown. Right. It's just like. It's, it's there's no allegiance there. It's putting your shuffle like your uh, teams on shuffle. Yeah, is what it is. And, and I don't feel like there's anything wrong with that. You do what you got to do. But like, and it could be the fact that I w- I wasn't as huge a fan then, yeah. so I wasn't invested because I mean, I watched everything throughout the alliance time, and I know a lot of people are like, well, that sucked, and it did suck, but I was still all in, yeah. you know. And like, I remember if you remember that year when they did the Survivor Series, it was like. The winner take all, Alliance or WWE. Yeah. Team Alliance was like Stone Cold, Kurt Angle. <laughs> you know what I mean? The only right. like actual, and Shane, the only actual guys that came over were Rob Van Dam and Booker T. Yeah. Rob Van Dam was an ECW guy. Booker T was the only WCW guy. So it's like, it's this is hardly that. Yeah. It's, you've morphed it into your own thing. And that may be just a Vince McMahon thing, right? Yeah, I think it is. He's... Ever since he took down WCW, he he, I feel like he. This is a weird way of saying it because it's not true, but it's like he didn't. He needed something to live for. Yeah, you know, and it's like, so what are we gonna do? We're gonna create our own competition yeah, and we're squeeze our competition by the throat, right. we're drain the life out of our competition. Right, and and I mean, how many times? I, I feel like he said that a couple times because they quit doing the draft for years, and SmackDown became basically the recap show for Raw for years, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden, Shane it's like. like well, I'm sorry to cut you off, but it's like you don't even realize that they're not separate. Right. Until they're announced, we're separating the rosters again. It's like, oh, wait, they, they changed that? Right. Because it, it just became, 
well, a secondary television show. Yeah, and and it did like for years when and it kind of seemed like it happened when they went back to pre-recording SmackDown, mm-hmm. where it would be like, um, you know. And that was also back when they only had like one women's championship and that was when it was the divas championship and things like that. But like that was, that was literally, I I remember the intercontinental champion was always on SmackDown and the U S champion was always on raw, but that was the only thing that was different. Like everything else you had the same guys on the same show and like always they were recapping, Oh, this is what happened on raw. Like just a few nights ago. And it's like, well, this is SmackDown. Who cares what happened on raw? Right. You know? And so I don't know, but and then like when Shane Shane came back, then all of a sudden they switched it up again, and now we got yeah. SmackDown Live, and we got the brand split, and we yeah. got more championships than we've ever had in our lives. But to those two WWE shows have never felt different to me. The only thing that they've ever done that I honestly felt was different was NXT. Yes, and I think that's it why still it still feels different. But that's also why it succeeded. Yeah, and I've said for for a long time, especially during the pandemic, I thought it would have been an ideal time to do it. Like, why aren't they bringing back? a superstars type show, but make it like it was in the nineties mm-hmm. do like, cause they have like Scott Stanford and all those guys yeah. have them do like the control center, yeah. you know, almost like monologues that they would do. And like, we're going to go, we're going to take it to uh, some pre-recorded comments from Kevin Owens. And he talks about his big match coming up and mm-hmm. they do interviews. They do squash matches because the, 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 the key to a squash match is not much happens. It's a highlight reel for the, for the talent that's being showcased. Yeah. So you don't need a big crowd to really get involved because there's nothing to get involved with. Right. It's not that exciting. That's why I felt like it would have been a better time to do that. As opposed to competitive matches where everyone's just kind of like, whatever. Yep. Well, and I feel like the, uh, I, you know, you mentioned that SmackDown isn't, doesn't seem different than Raw. I feel like it is not necessarily in production value and how it's viewed. I feel like it is versus different versus raw in the sense that you can tell who's writing that show mm-hmm. versus who's writing raw. It, to me, it feels more sports based than raw does, mm-hmm. you know? And I think that's done by design because I think they're wanting to get back to that. What was a 2006 era where they had like, um, maybe it wasn't that, that late, but it was back when they had like, you know, the 2002, the SmackDown six. That's what I was thinking of. Yeah. And it's like, I think they're wanting to get back to that where it's like, we have more, in-ring stuff going on that's way better in you know we're more sports based raw is more silly stuff but to be fair like 2002 raw was good too Shawn michaels came back like mm-hmm. i mean like they had some like brock lesnar was there like they had some good stuff happening too so it yeah. wasn't like i know it's easy to kind of paint the narrative like oh smackdown was so much better but was it though like it, it was good but it, I don't know if I would necessarily say it was better either. Like, it was a different time, certainly, but... I think it was just a different style. It was. Because I always felt like Raw, and I feel, still feel like this, it's always got the bigger guys. It's yeah. always got the uh, the more power yeah. guys, whereas SmackDown has, like, the uh, technical wrestlers. Yeah. And I, I mean, I feel like that's kind of what it was back in the day, too. Well, I also... I And this is a, kind of a weird thing, but I actually enjoyed ECW... Mm-hmm. After they kind of got away from it being, you know, ECW, mm-hmm. and it just became another show, because that was like where you got to see guys showcased, like yeah. Kofi Kingston debuted there, yeah. Sheamus debuted there. All these guys kind of came up onto ECW, and once they started to get over, then they went to a major show. And yeah. I, I always thought that was kind of a cool, like it was it was pre NXT, yeah, where it was like a, a feeding ground. Like you saw these guys debut, some did well, some didn't, mm-hmm. and. And they used to say, like, we have a new talent initiative. Like, all these new guys are going to debut. And I'm like, that's kind of exciting. You know, yeah. like, 
see all these new guys. Some don't work out because that's when like uh, Chris Harris debuted as Braden Walker and it didn't last. And I don't know if you remember that or not. Mm-mm. I didn't really watch ECW because it was on the Sci-Fi Channel. And yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah. Well, so you remember Chris Harris from TNA? He was like an America's Most Wanted. You need to go. This is actually right up your alley. So he debuts on ECW as Braden Walker. Okay. And (laughs) he comes into like whoever the general manager's office. I think it was Teddy Long at the time because he was the general manager for everything. And he's wrestling like Armando Estrada. Okay. And you remember him from like Umaga's manager? Sounds familiar. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's like wrestling around there and he was like, knock, knock. Who's there? Braden Walker. And I'm going to beat your brains in or something like that. And then he left. And it was just like, what the hell was that? And so anyway, <laughs> um, Braden Walker did this. Chris Harris did this move that Umaga did where it's like he held him like a body slam. He would spin him out and like, drop him like a rock bottom. Mm-hmm. Umaga did that. So basically he was told, can't do that. Okay. So like his whole, like everything about it was like a like a terrible like case of just bad timing. Like he had gained weight. So he was kind of chubby. Uh. And like he, I've always thought Chris Harris was a good talent, but it just like everything about that whole run was just awful. Yeah. And like that terrible vignette of like knock, knock who's there. Yeah. And so after two weeks, he got let go. Jeez. And, and so they even made fun of it on TV. Cause like Miz and Morrison were on ECW. That's when they kind of first started teaming. Yeah. Yeah. And Teddy Long's talking about his new talent initiative. And they were like, new talent initiative? Like, Braden Walker? Yeah. <laughs> Teddy Long's like, not everyone's going to be a winner. <laughs> I was like, God. Like, I just was cringy oh, for him because I was like, that sucks. And yeah. then he ended up showing back up in TNA for, for a period. And they would the crowd was chanting, knock, knock. Who's there? Braden Walker. Oh, my God. I was God. just like, oh, poor guy. Like, what a horrible, horrible run. But, but yeah, but I mean, but with them doing that, you saw a lot of guys kind of get an opportunity of course a lot of them didn't work out but i thought that was kind of a a cool way to see if they would connect you know? well and that's what nxt does now evan Bourne did that too yeah yeah and so it's a uh, it's i like the fact that wwe does that sort of thing mm-hmm. and i think that's i think that's what AEW tries to do with dark yeah um absolutely is but i feel like also too that's it's a little bit too much for them right yeah. now but um well and then i think you know with them doing the four pay-per-views a year, which I don't disagree with that number, but it's, it's becoming, I think harder for them to feature that many talents. Mm-hmm. So then you start having the whole thing of like, okay, who gets booked and who doesn't. Right. And then you end up with a battle Royal on every show and just kind of like, yeah, that might be a bit much. Yeah. And I feel like Tony Khan is trying to please everybody. He is, you know, for sure. Uh, and that's, and you can't, you can't, you just, you just can't. And, at the end of the day, you got a business to run, and obviously he knows that because he's an effing billionaire. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, it's there's no reason to sign that many guys, and right. there's no reason to have that many guys on your roster if you can't utilize them. And I, right. I don't, I don't think it's smart to do all these battle royals. Like, I mean, what was the last one they had a uh, casino battle royal and like a tag team battle royal and. They, the Casino Battle Royal was the last pay-per-view, which Jungle Boy won. Yeah. And they ended up wrestling Kenny Omega on, on Dynamite. Mm-hmm. Which and, was actually a good match. And I'm sure it was. Yeah. It, it just, it's one of those things where it's like, I'm sure this next pay-per-view, there'll be another Casino Battle Royal. And they're kind of gearing that up with each time there's a surprise. And again, mm-hmm. the last one was Leo Rush. And it's like, oh, that's not shock. That's not, not even that exciting. Yeah, and, and at least, you know, our uh, our bar's set pretty low, you know? Well, it's like, yeah. I mean, it's like, oh, last surprise was Leo Rush. 
Right. I mean, don't have my hopes high for this one. Well, I remember um, actually a funny story on the, the Jack's classic superstar line one time. Jeremy Padauer, who runs the AEW line, they announced the signing of Tank Abbott for the classic yeah. superstar line. And everyone was like, Tank Abbott? Really? <laughs> and he even, because he had like a, a website at the time where he would put out little tidbits like, hey, this guy signed, this guy, you know, whatever, right, things like right. that. And then he even put out there, he's like, hey, guys, sometimes it's the good, the bad, and the ugly. You know, it's not. <laughs> but I mean, he was right. me think about it. That was the only Tank Abbott figure, I think, ever. So, yeah. So if you're a fan of that guy, that's a way to get it. But anyway, um, anything else wrestling you feel like we need to touch on? Maybe transition over to some movie talk. Uh, well, you did. You did mention TNA, and I wanted to bring this up just because it was such an interesting video, and I it's I'm shocked that it's never surfaced, but um, or at least I haven't seen it before. And that was there was this clip of Roddy Piper. You remember when he had his run in TNA? I do. The, so you probably know what I'm talking about. But there was this clip that I ran across of him basically like. In, in front of a live audience on camera, like telling Vince Russo that he killed Owen Hart. Did you ever see that? I didn't. It's like this. Um, I know he said that before. It was like on live TV. And I think I it was on TikTok is where I found it. It was like a little two part video. But he basically went on this rant about how like, you know, um, you're the one that killed my cousin. I guess I, he said they're cousins. I've heard that they are. And, He's cousins of the hearts. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, Roddy Piper's from like Saskatchewan initially. Oh, really? Yeah. It's and very, so it's he, he was like, you're the one who killed my cousin Owen Hart. And then when Vince Russo in the set, he has a two part video in the second video, Vince Russo was out there and he looked fucking pissed. I mean, yeah. and well, that's a oh, heavy accusation. Right. And, and Piper got right in his face. He was like, let me ask you a question. Did you kill, did you kill Owen Hart? And Oof. Vince Russo was like, wouldn't even say a word. Yeah. And um, and then he asked him another question, and Vince Russo was like, you're going to let me hold the mic? If you, if you let me hold the mic, I'll have a conversation. If not, I'm not going to talk. And <laughs> Roddy Piper was like, I'm not, I'm not letting you hold the microphone. And then wow. it was it was just this really uncomfortable thing. And then those uh, two twins that – Harris brothers? Harris brothers came out, kind of like got in Russo's face. It, it was almost like somebody from the back was like – Go get him the hell out of there. Yeah. Because it this he, is gonna get bad. Right. Cause he so he they got in Russo's face and like basically it was like, let's let's go. Like and yeah. and it kind of became this thing where then you could kind of tell like they were trying to work it into like a story. It was really uncomfortable. I'll have to show you the video off air, but man, yeah. it, was, it was wild. I just I, I had didn't know if you had ever seen that before or not. Uh I haven't. I do know Roddy Piper believes Vince Russo's to blame. Now, I think where that comes from, what I've gathered is they, I've always heard that WWE wanted a quick release, mm-hmm. and they kind of covered that on Dark Side of the Ring, and they didn't get Vince Russo's opinion, which not that it's needed, but I wonder if that was a Vince Russo request because I heard yeah. they say it was too clunky on television for him to get out of it. Yeah. So it makes you wonder if maybe that was a Vince Russo request. And, and to be fair, I mean, if I, if you are a rigger and that's what you do, and I ask you, hey, is this safe? And you're like, yes. I have no reason not to believe you because I have right. no knowledge of this. Right. But that's also asking a lot of somebody to, if they're, especially if they're not comfortable flying down a freaking, yeah, uh, a freaking, an entire length of a building, you know, like that's, that's crazy. So, so unnecessary. Obviously, I know that's the thing that gets touted a lot as it was so incredibly unnecessary. I don't necessarily know if I would throw the blame at Vince Russo totally, but you McMahon know what I mean? proved it. Huh? McMahon approved it. 
Yeah, I mean, you know? and everyone else went along with it, right? You know, and so and it's it's one of those things with that whole thing, like hindsight's twenty twenty. Obviously, you didn't know the guy was going to die, right? Um, uh, of course, and but like. If it was one of those things like, well, we can go with either the quick release that might be a little less safe, or we can make have the one that we know for sure he's going to land safely. Yeah, it's like, yeah, maybe just let it be clunky, you know. And and again, those are conversations we'll never know. Of course, because it's, it's it's another it's hindsight's twenty twenty. Like, I mean, my job's this way. Anytime something happens, we buckle down on safety. Of we course, gotta, we got to be smarter about it. And it's like, have you seen any hazards? You let us know. Like, yeah. Open your eyes, pal. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? And that's not me trying to be like well, negative it's like, towards my job, but it's like, look around you everywhere, like the entire facility. Like, mm-hmm. like I mean, you know, we don't want to touch on this too much, but I mean, I know you had issues driving in the ice before. Yeah. It's one of those things that's like, it's ice. I mean, yeah. you can be as careful as you want. That doesn't always matter. Shit right? happens. Exactly. And so, unfortunately, it was a horrible, horrible accident. I don't know if I necessarily blame Vince Russo. Vince Russo, I don't think, does himself any favors with some of the stuff he says and yeah. puts out there. Um, well, he's a heat magnet for sure, without a doubt. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's just a, it's that that is definitely a a wild thing to put out there because I don't think the one thing I will say about Piper is I don't see him being Piper wouldn't use that for a story, right. And so that's what tells me it's like that's probably like it makes me wonder if like no one knew what he was going to say when he went out there. Wouldn't be shocked. Yeah, would not be shocked at all. So I'll have to I'll have to send you those videos. Yeah, it's, definitely do. It's uh, pretty interesting. Well, anyway, let's dive into a little bit of movie talk here. Let's do it. This is Breaker and Bane at the movies. This is Breaker and Bane at the movies. This is. All right, fellas. Go ahead and take it from here. What you got now? All right. So to dive into a little bit of movie talk, big underscore Bane. Any uh, anything got you excited movie wise here? I watched the Long Halloween there, Breaker. Oh, did you? Yes. I haven't seen it yet. What'd you think? Mother damn, it was good. Was it good? Oh my god, I can't wait for the next one. I I ended up breaking down and buying it because I don't know if you've checked it out on Vudu or not. Dude, it has like almost a five star rating from the community, and it has a hundred percent from Rotten Tomatoes. No kidding. And so I was like, okay, I'm just gonna go ahead and buy it. Like, I don't want to wait. <laughs> and it was it? Would you consider it one of their better animated Holy films? Holy crap! It was so good. The story alone is just so well done. And then, um, why the hell aren't they making live action films of this? And the only I thought of that myself because I was telling telling the wife. No one else in my family will watch these because they're like, it's a cartoon. Right. I get it. But I'm like, okay. It's an acquired taste for sure. I told her what the story was and she's like, oh, wow, that sounds really interesting. I'm like, yeah, like it's, it's an amazing film. And she's like, I don't know. I just can't, I don't want to sit down and watch a cartoon. And I'm like, okay, I get it. Like, but I feel like the only reason why they won't do these live action movies is because now everything just has to tie in. Mm -hmm. You can't just have standalone Batman films. You know, like everything, I feel like Marvel's kind of created this whole whole thing with everything has to connect. And yeah, and so it's like if they were to do this and then do, um, you know, that one with with uh, Jack the Ripper, whatever that was a few years ago, like nobody would appreciate it. You know what I mean? Sure. Like if, so, and that that's that's very standalone. And right, I get that, but I right. mean, like, how are the, we not doing? 
we okay? We good? Yeah, I think we're good. I don't know what the hell happened. I was like, all of a sudden, I cannot hear anything. Yeah. <laughs> but like, why aren't we doing Batman Death of Death in the Family with the death of Robin? Right. And then coming back and doing freaking and, Under the Red Hood. And to be fair, I feel like Batman Superman was going to like touch on that. Because it's good stuff. Right. Because they had they had the Robin costume and, and it had the ha ha ha. And I think that was where it was going, but everybody shit on it. Right. You know, it killed it. So I, I think it's just one of those things where... And, and that could be kind of the whole internet's too eager to shit on things. Yeah. It's like, let this play out. Like, we yeah. don't know. I mean... Yeah. I mean, like, even like you've mentioned it too with the Marvel films, like, I don't think every movie was great. As a collection, it's pretty damn solid, but it's not not every movie's perfect. I, I, I'll be honest with you, and I know a lot of people are going to disagree with me. I didn't like the first two Thor movies. Yeah, I, I liked Ragnarok, but yeah. it was amazing. But like, didn't really care for the first two. Thor is an acquired taste. It's never been my favorite. Right, and I mean, I thought all the Iron Man movies were good, but yeah. I didn't even really care for the first Iron Man film. To be honest with you, okay, get the hell out of here. Yeah, right now. I mean, honestly, like it was, <laughs> yeah. but it wasn't my favorite Iron Man. I feel like the more developed these characters got, the better the movies got. Well, Iron Man I thought was fun, but to me, what won me over was the ending with the Avengers Initiative. Right. And then you're like, oh, okay, I'm in. But to me, Batman Begins, when they ended it with that Joker card, that's, I'm like, oh, shit. You right. Know, like, that's fantastic. Batman Begins, as a standalone film, isn't really as good as The Dark Knight. Yes. You know, I mean, but like, it's it's about the story. It's about the progression of the story. And as soon as Batman versus Superman came out, everybody was like, F this. This yeah. is shit. Yep. It's like, okay, we could have had two more movies that you never saw that were going to just tie everything together and be incredible, but nobody allowed it to happen. Well, you remember all the uh, negative on the Ninja Turtles when those were coming out? Yes, they planned sequels. Like, I mean, I know that we got the second one, but they planned a trilogy. Of course. We didn't get it because everybody shat on the second one. And I didn't think it was a bad movie. I loved it. It was what I expected of a Turtles movie. Right. I mean, again, it's not, it is what it is. So, yeah, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, I definitely want to watch Long Halloween. I feel like DC, I mean, I don't know if you know this, but they've made like 44 of those animated mm-hmm. films. That's crazy. Yeah. And the the cool thing about this is... And Injustice is the next one after Long Halloween Part 2. Yeah. So it sounds... And I can't wait for that. But like, it sounds like... Um, Which that would be a hell this, of a good full-length feature. Right. And again, I feel like that was what was happening with the Snyder Cut. When that got released, it... You know, because one of the things I feel like I mentioned this before, but Batman, you know, one of the main things he said in that movie was like, I've been having these dreams. They're more like premonitions because everything happens, ends up happening. Mm -hmm. But one of those premonitions was the Injustice storyline. And it's like, shit, guys. Yeah. You guys done fucked up because we could have gotten that. (laughs) Big underscore Bane's pissed. Yeah. It's like, well, it it bothers me because like Marvel has set this precedent that DC cannot live up to. It's it's totally. I mean, I, I. Marvel's WWE. Yes. DC's AEW. Yes. Doesn't matter what they do. That sucks. Yeah. Shit. Horrible. Yeah. Unless you're an AEW fan. It's like, oh, Marvel's, you know, I mean, of course, right. I've really seen Marvel sucks. Necessarily, right. But even the DC fans are kind of shitting on DC, but it's just the fact that no one will give it a chance to breathe. Well, and my, my thing on this is like Marvel does like two to three movies a year, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, DC, I would love to see them do two to three movies a year. Yeah. Because that's six comic book movies every year. Mm-hmm. That's good. Like I, that's what I want. Like yeah. that's what I don't understand. Is that's what is so weird to me about um, the hate. It's like this. This is fun. Like why? Yeah. Why are we having issues here? Like this is good stuff. I don't get it either. But yeah, this uh, this long Halloween man. It is a. Uh, it's basically we're halfway through that year mm-hmm. in the first one, and so it's just such a cool storyline. The guy kills somebody every every holiday. 
Mm. And it's like specific to holidays. And so it's, uh, I, I assume it goes from Halloween to Halloween, you yeah. know? Um, but, um, it's super cool, man. I'm really digging it. So. I need to check that out. I definitely uh, want to watch uh, it. Can't wait for the second one. But yeah, I mean, I, they've had a lot of really good films there and I, I thought that they've done a good job of making them all standalone, but some of them connect, mm-hmm. you know? And I think that that's a really cool thing. Like, like Superman, Batman, Public Enemies. I remember that was the first one that I was like, this is like a really good story. Yeah. Where like essentially Superman is public enemy number one from the president Lex Luthor. Yeah. So all these heroes are going to take him in. And you take like, it was like like Captain Adam and Major Force, like underneath DC characters who are going to take in Superman and then all these villains are after him. I was like, I was like, this is a good story. Oh yeah. Really cool animation. I had the guys from the animated series doing the voices. So I was like, this is fun. Yeah. And, you know, like you said, it just kind of was like, eh. Yep. Whatever. But like, but it's a good animated film. I don't understand why. Why do you think that is that people can't do animated? It's like, oh, it's a cartoon. Because, I mean, I know my family would be the same way. I, I think it's just they assume it's for kids. And yeah. it's like, no. A lot of these are rated R. Yeah, this is an adult movie. I mean, it's just a cartoon. You yeah. Know? I mean, it's just an animated film. It's just an animated story. And well, some people feel that way about comic books too. Right. It's for kids. Well, not necessarily. Right. And I think it's, I think it's one of those things where some people just don't get it. Yeah. They're probably most likely the same people that don't understand why we like pro wrestling. Exactly. And so it's like, well, either you get it or you don't, there's nothing I can do to, to, uh, convince you otherwise. Definitely not, man. Definitely not. Well, uh, let's, uh, we say we dive into a little bit of toy talk here. Let's do it. Here we go. Open the box. It's the part of the show. We'll break your brain to a bit of toy talk. Here we go. Open the box. It's the part of the show. We'll break your brain to a bit of toy talk. All right. So to dive into a little bit of toy talk, I was going to throw, we've talked about this before, but I want to kind of get your take on it. <laughs> so Playmates Toys announced a while back that they're redoing some uh, new Ninja Turtle two packs mm-hmm. off the classic characters. So they're actually doing two different sets. They're, they're the, the classic characters, but then they're also doing these crossovers with Cobra Kai. So you'll get like, um, you know, Johnny Lawrence and like Leonardo or, or whoever. And I don't remember. Who's, that's cool. Yeah. I think that's a fun thing. Fun idea. Um, do you think maybe this is playmates realizing like, Hmm, super seven and NECA are doing like crazy amounts of business with our characters. Why aren't we releasing these? Yeah. And, and so like, I know they're doing two packs. So it's going to be the four turtles and then other two packs of like, uh, in the two packs will be like bebop, rocksteady, the triceraton and shredder, mm-hmm. uh, a little bit more articulation than what we've seen previously with playmates. So I imagine probably more close to what we see from like actual toy line prices, like these 20 days. bucks, probably 20, 30, maybe cheaper than NECA, but you know. Yeah, whatever, but more expensive than what they used to be. But anyway, my, my point is, like, what do you think of that? Do you think that that's I think they should have been doing this all along because that yeah, me to too. me, like they were like making rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles when these NECA sets were coming out. And I'm like, yeah. no one wants that shit. Like, I mean, maybe kids do, but I again, I feel like toys are more geared for adults. They're collectibles, right? Like kids don't care about toys because and I could be wrong. I don't have kids that are that young. Tier one, maybe you, maybe you know better. I feel like kids want toys, but only for five minutes, and then they go back to their video games. Yes. Then they go back to their iPads. Then they go back to their whatever. Oh, definitely. To check out YouTube again. I mean, it's they. 
want toys, but they don't. And right. so it's it's one of those things like maybe those things are moving, but I I never have an issue finding them. Right. You know, whereas those NECA toys, those NECA figures, I'd have a hard time finding those on the shelf. And so I think it's super smart for Playmates to do this. And I'll be honest with you, a $20 price tag is a hell of a lot more uh, more doable than a $50 price tag. Well, that brings my to me to my question. And if they're two packs, I'm sure they will be 30 bucks. Probably, but that's, yeah. what, 15 of figures? That's, like, right. not as bad, right? Right. You know, so that's more doable with, and then, and then with it being a two-pack. If you get a two-pack, you get one that's, like, let's say Raph and Mikey and then one that's Leo and Donnie, that's 60 bucks. I mean, for all four of them right there. Well, but, well it's going to be packed a turtle and a villain. Okay, I'm cool with that too, though. But I mean, but that's the thing is like as a kid, you having would, Leo and Rocksteady, you wanted that. That's fun because now they can fight each other, right? right. Like that was right. the whole the whole point. And I'm kind of curious if these Cobra Kai guys are going to be the same scale as because they, from what I understand, the, the pictures look like the cartoon versions. They're just more articulated than what we had as a kid. Okay. So like, if I can get a Johnny Lawrence and he looks kind of like he could fight. Bebop or Rocksteady, like that's kind of fun. Yeah, that's a fun crossover. But do you think that would be something you would not necessarily pick up, but maybe stop and look at? And be like, hmm, okay. I'd probably think about picking them up, and if yeah. I had the extra cash, I would. Yeah, because it's again, it's collectible, right? Sure. Like, I I don't care about uh, NECA or Super Seven. I, I care about you know having the figures, and you know I I, I just. I, I feel like those are going to be worth money someday. Oh, you they know? definitely would be. I mean, I, I feel like anytime they bring those back, I think of, you know, I have a, um, I have a 12 inch. I've, we've talked about this on the show before. I have a 12 inch Donnie figure from the 2000, 2001 era of Ninja Turtles. And I paid 20 bucks for that when that came out. Now it's worth like 80 bucks sure. in the box. And it's like... Because the likelihood of, of seeing that. Right. And I mean, obviously it's not sold in stores anymore. So yeah, I mean, people are going to want to buy it. And it's just one of those things where I, I think it's smart to invest in that. But at the same time, like I just want those in, in my collection. I don't have any Ninja Turtle figures in my collection. So I'll show you. This is, what I, this is a, an example of one of them. And if you click off that picture, there's some other pictures there of that of the of that line essentially. But it's one turtle, one uh, one villain. Um, okay, so you get like Leonardo and Rocksteady, Michelangelo, yeah. and right Bebop. Right. To me, it's a fun idea. And do you? But my my question is: Do you think that this puts Playmates back in the running? Were big there, time. You think so? Yeah, big time. I mean, the only. The only downfall I see is that they don't have like the black etching that NECA does. Yeah, yeah. It's like um, well, again, I think they want to have like their own kind of look, right? Right. Like I know NECA, they have the um, it's like the black outline, like they do in the uh, the uh, cartoons, right? And so, whereas Playmates, they don't have that, which I, I that doesn't bother me at all. But I think they do need to look different, though, right? Right. I mean, they need to have their own look. I think having the iconic characters is fun, so. And make it widely available. Don't just make those and then forget about it. Right. Like, and then go on to like the random characters. Like you can pepper in the random characters, but like always bring back the turtles. That's one thing that bothers me about NECA and super seven. Like once they get the turtles out there, that's the last time we see the original turtles. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, see, I think a good idea here price, like for the collectors that some might get annoyed by this, but this is how you introduce, you do the random character and Sheriff Donatello. Right. Or Space Cadet Raphael 
with this character. So yes, it's a new figure, but it's you know because that's what they did before. That's yes. how and you know we've talked on that. Like I didn't want Sheriff Donatello. I wanted regular Donatello, mm-hmm. but that's the one I had. You know, or I think I, I think maybe you know go back and forth. Maybe series one. You do what they're doing right now. Maybe sure. series two. That's when you branch out to the random characters. Maybe series three. Do the original four again, or maybe even skip it till series four. Mm-hmm. But like, always come back to the original turtles because you like that was like you mentioned. You know, we didn't really want the space cadet Donnie. You know, we wanted regular Donnie. Whereas like me, I had. But now as an adult, that might be more fun. Right. Well, you like know. me, like I had like hip hop Raphael. Right. And it's like, okay, but I wanted regular Raph. Like, right. or I had but, Sailor Mikey. Yeah. You and, know? and there was always like the one kind of goofy character right. that we all, we all had those. And it's just like, well, that's what was there. Right. Um, now the Cobra Kai ones we haven't seen yet, but it's going to be the four main turtles with Johnny, Johnny Lawrence, Daniel LaRusso. John Kreese and Miguel Diaz from Cobra Kai, which I think is kind of fun. And Travis Fowler brought up on TV Toycast, like, oh, they've got to do Splinter and Mr. Miyagi. Oh, yeah. I mean, because that's like a slam dunk. Obviously, we've seen turtle crossovers before. They mm-hmm. did it with WWE, and they actually did it with Ghostbusters, too, but it didn't quite hit as big. What if Playmates got the rights to do, like, what I think would be fun, Donatello versus John Cena? Yeah. That to me, like that, and, and like they're all compatible, same style scale figure. I think that's a freaking slam dunk. Absolutely, like use those mainline characters. Like I think that would be really great to, to yeah. do that. Um, that to me is how you do a character crossover. Oh yeah, as opposed to just like making Donatello look like Ultimate Warrior. It's like okay, well that's fun and all, but it's very one off. You know, once you have it, it's like okay, now what? Yeah, because like okay, so they're just turtles that look like wrestlers, but like. You know what I mean? Like I don't know if that makes sense or and, not. And I think that would have to be like a shared license with Mattel, it would be. obviously. It would be, but yeah. like, I mean, I, I feel like that would be kind of interesting business sense for you yeah. know Mattel would be like, oh hell, why not? You know, right. we can get for a sure. cut for it, and if it'll sell, like let's do it. Right. I mean, and I think that would be cool to like have some of your villains like, like the Fiend, like him and Shredder, like that would be kind of right. fun. You know, like it's right. It's no, definitely a way to make money. Give me an animated film with the Shredder. Hooking up with the fiend to take down the turtles. Well, dude, how cool would it be if, like, all of a sudden they made the three ninjas? Right. I mean, like, it's phenomenal. Like, and then you got to have Grandpa. Right. Exactly. But <laughs> and Snyder. You yes. Know? But like, I never thought like how cool it would be to have a Cobra Kai crossover two pack. But right. now that they're making that, I'm like, well, that's really fun. Yeah. So that kind of makes me wonder if they'll do that more often because I hope they do. I think that's a good idea. Yeah. Absolutely. So we'll uh, we'll keep you posted as we know. I'm sure at San Diego Comic Con we'll get eyes on that for the first time which oh, yeah. will be which will be cool to see for sure um so anyway uh obviously we could i guess we can go ahead and announce some phpw news yeah we, we got some phpw news to talk about we can definitely do that because obviously last week we did touch on that but uh since this is all you know pre-recorded doesn't matter because we can we can announce that as we as we want so Spar- star spangled band wow star spangled beatings is just a uh few weeks away. It's three weeks away. A few short weeks. A few short weeks. And we have announced two matches. We have. We have announced the Gatekeeper Championship being on the line. Bill Benes versus Ethan Chambers. Ethan, you have to win. We got to get rid of Pyro. Got to get rid of Pyro. Um, I want him gonzo. And that's just that's just step one on eliminating uh, the the goof troop known as the Benes Brigade. Okay? I, I like that cartoon back in the day. Yeah. I mean, 
That was a fantastic cartoon. Yeah. Not to be confused with the goof troop we have running around at PHPW, though. Indeed. And so, Ethan, you have to win this match. You got to win. Um, then we also announced the the ongoing feud, which is Jack Gamble versus John Webb. And this has been an insane rivalry going on, if you follow Adrenaline. High-level enterprise has imploded. Yes. Now, we're going to announce this match because we already know we're going to go and officially announce it, and that is the PHPW Heavyweight Championship. Mike the Cleaner getting his first one-on-one chance against the champion Tier 1 Travis Fowler. Tier 1, the, probably the greatest champion in PHPW history, a guy that has beat all comers. He's not hit from any challenges. I don't care what you say. The guy is championship material. He is exactly what I want to represent PHPW. Not for long, Breaker. Uh, now I'm telling you, you can be as corrupt as you want, and you can stack the deck, but Tier 1's going to oh, knock I it down. Have- the deck has been stacked. I've been making it hell for him at PHPW. You, you have. The past two weeks, I've been putting him in all kinds of handicap matches. I've noticed. And I will say this. Mike the Cleaner is a huge challenge for mm-hmm. Tier 1. But I will say, I think Tier 1's ready. I'm giving, you, I'm, giving you, I'm giving you a layup here, Mike the Cleaner. I mean, week one, I put him in a handicap match against our tag team champions, the Inevitable Assassins. This is absolute just corruption. And you know what I like about the Inevitable Assassins, Breaker? You know what I like about them? What do you like about them? I walked up to them and said, hey, I need you to take out the champ for me. They looked me in the eyeballs. They looked me into the windows of my soul, Breaker. Good Lord. And they said, done. No questions asked. No guilt trip about how we shouldn't be doing this because he's a good guy. They said, you got business to take care of. We're here for you, boss. That's what I like about the Inevitable Assassins. They took care of business at Adrenaline. And then, of course... And I'm sure you didn't pass him a couple of 20s in the process. Oh, I had that $10,000 bounty I put on Tier 1's head. On the take The Inevitable Assassins came out $10,000 richer that night. Where are you getting all this money from? I got my waist. Corruption. Got my waist. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it there, Breaker. Hashtag corruption. Here's the thing. Tier 1 done pissed me off. Because week Better two. Better pissed on. Week two. Depends on who you are. Well, I mean, for me. <laughs> I'm just saying. Week two rolls around, Breaker. I decide to stack the deck. Because after he lost to the Inevitable Assassins, he went backstage, found me. And attacked me from behind. Good! You deserved it! He put his hands on the old boss, and I'm not going to allow that here in PHPW. So I stacked the deck against him again, put him in a three-on-one handicap match. Good lord! You must be stopped. Yes! A three-on-one handicap match against Wreck My Faction, Jordan Zeilinger, Cam, and Joe. And I'll be damned if Tier 1 didn't sneak out a victory... Just to stick it to the old boss one more time. Tier one was ready. He he won by count out. That's at the very last record second. Record book show win. He snuck in the ring via count out with the victory. I'll tell you this. This coming week, it's not gonna be it's not gonna be easy for him, Breaker. This coming week on adrenaline, here's what's gonna happen. Because I Heard through the grapevine, Tier 1 is mad he doesn't have any pyro during his entrance. You know, I'm going to give him pyro. I'm going to give him pyro this Friday. It's going to be him versus pyro in the main event of Adrenaline Breaker. 
I don't think that's what he was wanting. And I'll tell you what. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait I'll a minute. tell you wait what. Wait a minute. You are so corrupt. You are so corrupt. You would put that doofus in a main event? I'll tell you what. Yes. And I'll tell you what. <laughs> I'm going to be a ringside with Of course Pyro. you are. Of course you are. I'm going to make sure no shenanigans, no no, no jiggery pokery, no argo bargle happens on my watch. This is going to be straight down the middle. This is total hogwash. And it's going to be a solid, clear-cut main event. Pyro. He's going to be in the main event because that's what Tier 1 wants. Tier 1 wants Pyro. I'll give you Pyro. So that's Friday. But at, Hope I, Tier I'm 1 doesn't you, say he wants Venus. I'm telling you. Well, that might be another conversation. Yeah. Here's the thing. Mike the Cleaner, I'm I'm making it easy on you. I'm giving you a a I'm giving you a softened up champion. Bring the title home, pal. Again, once Bring again, the title corruption. home. Corruption. Bring the title home. So that's the first match. <laughs> that's that took so long to get to the point. Um, then Breaker, we're having a rematch. Kreger was a Dower champion. He lost it to the Reaper Dobro. Yes, he did. Things have not slowed down between these two, and it's only escalated to the point where I decided we have to figure out a way to contain them at Star Spangled Beatings. And so I'm announcing it right here. Kreger versus Dobro in the PHPW's first ever chicken coop match. Good Lord, that sounds scary. Yes. The chicken coop match for the Die Hard Championship. The Die Hard Championship. The Reaper Dobro, I mean... You reap what you sow. We'll see what happens in that match. It's going to be uh, pretty exciting stuff. Absolutely. So that's what we got so far. It's looking, it's shaping up to be one hell of an event. It is. I'm excited for Star Spangled Beatings. It's going to be quite the uh, quite the event, and uh, we will uh, bring back uh, some more news to you next week. Absolutely. Uh, we are going to hold off on the best fictional pro wrestler because we don't know the results yet, obviously. Right, right. We're that recording not, earlier. We haven't even put the poll up as yeah. of this recording, so that will not happen. But we'll bring that to you next week. As normal. And uh, anything else you want to add before we get out of here, man? Let's just uh, plug it up. So, of course, check out some of our podcasting buddies like the Fully Posable Wrestling Figure Podcast with Jeff and Scott over there. Another really fun show, especially if you're a wrestling figure fan. And, of course, check out uh, Scott's side project, Drunk Wrestling History. Absolutely. Uh, Doing the Favor with Eric and Barry is another really fun show that we both enjoy. Two great dudes, and I highly recommend it. I think you will dig it as well. For sure. The Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast with Steve and Eric, another good one. If you like retro pro wrestling, which I think most of you probably do, it'll mm-hmm. definitely be right up your alley. Uh, the Ringside Rant with our buddy RJ is another fun one. The Leisure and Lariats Podcast with Ruthless Ryan Davidson from Reality of Wrestling. That's a great show to check out. Yep. Uh, Boot to the Face is another fun one. Tales from the Estate with our buddy Drew Vinsel and his wife Caitlin. Yes. Which uh, I enjoy just because it's not so heavy on the wrestling. It's a really, really fun, different listen, which I dig. It's a, it's a fantastic show. Wreck My Podcast with Jordan Zeilinger and his crew over there is another fun one. Oh, yeah. The Trivia with Buds podcast with our buddy Ryan Buds, as well as Howlin' with the Wolf with our buddy Jason Wolf, which also, I mean, the Chop Shop, Art, Sketch Cards, that dude's always killing it with a bunch of fun stuff. Absolutely he is. And I imagine by the time you hear this, there'll probably be some Chop Shop news. So I, if I were you, definitely sign up for that fan club over at DoyleDraws.com if it yes. is still available. Yes. And then, of course, pulling up a chair with the chair shot, our buddy Tim over there. Great show. And then uh, our buddy Richard with Night at the Nerdy Laser Podcast. Yeah. Some great stuff to check out. 
Also, uh, Podcasticon. July 3rd is when that took place, so you're probably already, uh, that's probably already passed. You've, you've heard ads in our show. Me and Bane did a show there where we talked about the Batman or the Dark Knight trilogy. Yes. So check that out. I was part of Podcasticon, which you can find on, uh, on Apple or any other podcasting station. Uh, Grapple Hold to Be the Man, Evil Ain't Good, and Tales from Planet WrestleTopia. If you like wrestling comic books, Amazon, Comixology, wherever you want to get those at, check those out. Mm-hmm. Our other podcast, you know it's fake, right? With me, Brian Breaker, every Monday with a special guest. Of course, No Holds Barred with Bill Beanitz every Tuesday. Yep. You and Bill are still going strong, man. Yeah, we're going something. This was uh this past week was uh the Cliff's birthday episode, and me and Cliff are not not getting along apparently because he left something on our on our table that was was not very friendly. And uh, like a like a like a poop. Yeah, gross, and, and uh, yeah, all because we uh, we forgot his birthday. Well, that, that's kind of me. It's kind of selfish of you. And like, if you want to be, I I I forgot. You know, uh, it just one of the, it slipped my mind. And but you know what? That's that's not that's not you know how you how you respond. I I feel like. I, I mean, mean, it's not how I would respond, but I. That's what I'm saying. Like, I appreciate his candor. That's what I'm saying. Like you know, it's just not. That's not okay. So um, be sure it's Cliff, wasn't Bill. I guess it could have been. Bill was there before me this week. Is Bill a guy that you would look at and think this guy might poop on desks? You know what? No, it wasn't. It wasn't Bill. There's no way. That was solid matter. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) And that's nasty. So, yeah, check out No Holds Barred with Bill Benis. Find out who left the poop. Yes. Um, And then also check out me and Travis Fowler's new show, The TB Toycast. If you like, uh, if you like wrestling or uh, toy lines of uh, of yesteryear, I think you'll enjoy that one. Yes, I believe this coming week, episode twelve, we are diving into uh, the Street Fighter GI Joe toy line. Oh yeah, my buddy Daniel Cross joins us. We got a special guest there. So nice, should, should be fun stuff. And then of course, all of Bane's music you can find on Apple or Spotify. Wherever you get your tunes. Yeah. Uh, just a quick reminder, I have that show coming up on the 24th of this month. That's right. Which uh, I will be at Josie's Records here in town. So be there. Show starts at 6. If you guys are in the Tulsa area, come check it out. Check it out. First time in like two years, right? First time in a while. A while. Very cool. Very cool stuff. Um, also, you can check us out at patreon.com forward slash bbph. Um Support us if you so choose. You can get some special gifts, mm-hmm. exclusive podcasts and videos, all kinds of great stuff there. So Absolutely. check it out. Um, Outsiders Beard Co. and Average Panda Gear. I know uh, last week you announced some new uh, some new scents on the beard balm, man. Yes. And beard oil, too, I would imagine. Yes. Ah, I totally forgot to, to bring the bring the beard balm so you can get a little sniffsky. And I've been waiting here for seven <laughs> days, Bane. In that chair. Seven days I've been waiting. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, yeah we got the Nipsey Dazer with or without a scooter stick. Uh, and we also have the uh, Golden Pony Boy. Very nice. Which uh, those those will stick around along with Creamsicle and Tiger's Blood. Uh, Golden Pony Boy will stick around for the entire summer. Nipsey Dazer is only here until the end of July. So get it while you can. Absolutely. While supplies last. Yes. Also, uh, T-shirts. If you would like to purchase one of our T-shirts, ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash Brian Breaker, BBPH.RedBubble.com or WhatAManeuver.net. Search by store for Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. And Big Underscore Bane has a shirt store there as well. So you get a, a couple of different places to get all of our threads. Most deaf. Uh, anything else, man? That's it. Thank you guys for checking out Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. Hope you enjoyed our 
BS episode, as it were. I th- I think we it was made a, it work. It was fun. We made we, it work. We talked on a lot of different yeah. stuff. I mean, yeah. we touched on Lex Luger, Ninja Turtles, and yeah. Batman Long Halloween. Who yeah. who's not entertained by that? And how evil I am. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's pretty great. Well, corrupt. I wouldn't say evil, yeah. but you're definitely uh, you're corrupt. Yeah. Corrupt. Corrupt Bane. It was me, Tier One. It was me all along. You all bought it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thank you guys for checking out Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. I'm Brian Breaker. I'm Bane. We'll see you guys in seven days. Peace easy. Yeah. One more time. <laughs> it ain't over till I say it's over. So lock the cage up, cause this is a takeover. The wait's over. If this the final time we meet, then you'll be on your back on my feet. Then I'll tip the cage over as a hangover. I'm super fly, so I can splash off the top. And I can shut down the shop. Like Randy Savage, I'm the cream of the crop. And I'm always gonna rise to the top. People's champ like the rock. I do not give a fox, so let that shit drop. Man, I'm so over. Double pistols. What'd you think? It's good. It was really good. Pretty good. That son of a bitch, Eric Barker. You son of a bitch. Can I dig it? Psycho! Nailed it. Nailed it. Perfect. Put, put it on the internet.